This podcast is brought to you by the Microsoft Partner Team in Switzerland to give you an insight into our diverse partner landscape and how those partnerships can benefit your business. We invite one Microsoft Partner in every episode to deep dive into their offering and how the joint value proposition benefits our customers. We want to provide information beyond the flashy and marketing and PR material and do a deep dive in the actual content. Please like, share and subscribe. Today, it is our honor to welcome Manos Perakakis, co-founder of Mentionalytics, to our podcast. Hey, Manos, great to have you here this afternoon. Hi, Manos. A pleasure Hi. to have you. Great to be here. Excellent. So let's dive right into a few questions about you and your company, and then uh, Philippe goes deeper into the business proposition. Who are you as a person? Okay, right. Uh, so I'm the co-founder of Mentionalytics, as you said. I live in Crete, Greece which I guess sounds a little exotic for a place to live and work on a global market startup. But in today's world, remote working is a reality and uh, it can allow you to do just that. So apart from that, I have a PhD in user experience from the UK. Uh, so I've actually all my degrees are from the UK. So I've spent some time there. I lived in England uh, before and uh, I'm also a professor at the Hellenic Mediterranean University in Crete where I'm teaching digital marketing, user experience, and digital entrepreneurship-related uh, courses. When I find some time, uh, which is not uh, very often lately, I try to play my guitars and sometimes write some songs. Fantastic. And Mentalytics, who are you as a company? Tell us a bit about your venture. Okay, so Mentalytics is a startup that we... We released our software as a service product late 2016. I found this company with two of my colleagues from the university, John Kopanakis and George Mastorakis, and started with a, a great small team of people who really believed in this initial idea. We have partnered with Microsoft quite early on in 2017 because you still have this great program, Microsoft for Startups. So we were part of it and we still are as graduates. So. Mensolytics as a platform is a brand monitoring platform which helps you track uh, keywords online and check your online uh, reputation. So for a company, it's very important to have some keywords uh, to track them on social media and the web. So every day you can see whenever your brand name or your product is uh, mentioned anywhere online. So you can have a very clear picture of what is going on. This is also true for your competitors. You can check on how your competitors are doing. You can compare your uh, things to your competitors. You can check generic keywords for your industry. So that, uh, that whole uh, thing is becoming very popular lately as uh, so many conversations are happening online. And uh, it's a real necessity for uh, many businesses. It was smaller like 10 years ago, but now it's almost a standard for most companies. Excellent. Now you mentioned that you founded the company with three colleagues from university, but what was your driver to found the company? You could have gotten employed with another company, but you've chosen the path of being an entrepreneur. What brought you to this decision? Yeah, I think being an entrepreneur is something that you have it. So I definitely had it from early on. So it's not my first time I do something. I used to even in school, I created my first startup, a game development company. So that was a long time ago, but still I couldn't just settle for a job. And I always felt the need to do something uh, my way. So that was the drive, I guess. 
we did see that there were tools in the market that did this thing, the, the online reputation, but they were either very difficult to use or very expensive. So we did see that this thing was becoming really big and it was not just for big companies, it was for everyone. And we thought there was an opportunity there to create something. So that's the drive to create Mention Analytics. Excellent. Well, at this point, I, I can't wait to um, introduce Philippe back to the speaker podium, so to speak, and go a little bit deeper into what are the exact offerings of Mentalytics. Philippe, over to you. Thank you, Thomas. Yes, very exciting. So, Manos, your mission is to unlock the potential of your customers by providing more detailed information on how they are positioned and perceived in the market from a social media perspective. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what we do, what we do. So we, by tracking a keyword, for example, your product name, you can see how people are talking about this product. So it could be some negative and positive things. And this is automatically been uh, analyzed with sentiment analysis. So you can see the good and the bad things that are being said. You can see graphs and uh, you can easily see what is going on and what is probably maybe missing on your strategy or how you should go on. So that's just some examples, yeah. Okay, I got that. So, so, but are there any, you're reflecting back on the data that you receive, but are there any further services that you provide where a customer gets knowledge on tapping into potential activities that they can do? Yeah, I mean, this data is not just uh, generic data that you can just see it can be quite actionable in most cases. So actually, we have released an important milestone for our product was SIA, uh, our social intelligence advisor, which we released in late 2018. So SIA was, uh, we wanted to take the online reputation tools a step further. So instead of you having to analyze everything, with uh, AI algorithms, we checked on your data, on all the data we got from you and from your competitors, and we give you some very actionable insights on what to do to improve your presence. So it could be something quite simple as your competitors are using these keywords when they post on social media and they get a very good engagement rates and you don't use them. So why don't you try them? So it could be something as simple as that or it could be a crisis in the making by seeing a sentiment analysis just uh, growing and we will get, you'll get a notification to, to, to see if you can do something about that. So. Yeah, that's very actionable on the company's part. Okay, so let's make a step back. So what are the typical challenges customers face, especially in the virtual world today, you know, in nowadays, when they're interacting? COVID had, the, had its toll, so everyone is somehow trying to virtually present themselves in a different or better light or represent reality as it was. So what are the challenges that they are facing? That's number one. And what are the important points that market players shall consider when they are transforming? So those that want to change when they are transforming. Can you tell us a little bit out of your insights that you've received with your customers? Yeah. So in general, what is going on online is even with COVID, we saw it a bit more that many of the conversations that used to be offline are happening now online. So for a brand, it's very important to see what these conversations are. Not, of course, in the way that you will see who does them, because this information is not usually available from the social media. 
but you can see what is this information. So they might be discussing about the product and they are pointing out some negative aspects of it that you haven't thought of it. And maybe they're not very obvious and maybe they're not in your support department because they're not like bugs or something like that. It could be some something that, or maybe it was something that they find better in another product. So by seeing what they see better on your competitors and what they don't see very good in you, you can improve your products. That's just an example. So this is just one aspect of what you can do with these platforms. It's also useful for new features, what you're thinking. So I'm sorry, I'm a bit more software-oriented on what I'm saying. It's definitely not a software-oriented market. I'm just saying how we are using Mensurity. You just took my, <laughs> my next question out of my mouth. Exactly. So this is not limited to software. It is everything. Yeah, it's not limited to software at all. And actually, it's not many software companies that are our main industry. Our main industry is agencies, marketing and PR agencies that are using it for their clients. And their clients usually are banks. That's a very important client base that we have on banks. And uh, banks is just an example. Any company, even public companies or uh, organizations that things are said about them online, they usually get something of this data and uh, something very interesting out of it. So I cannot imagine many companies that will not find something in this kind of tools. Maybe a very small company that not much is being sent about them online. Yeah, they probably won't find many much value on that. But that's uh, just for the small companies. Yeah, but if, uh, if I understand correctly, your offering, it can even be good for, for individuals. So where VIP is its own brand, right? Their name is their own brand. And talking about brands, you know, a brand is a promise to the market or to one's customers or whoever mm -hmm. your, your audience, I would say. You made a very, very good point on the VIPs, as you said, because uh, we do have a lot of politicians using our platform. So that's an example of, of individuals. Yeah, I'm absolutely fascinated about it's actually a simple idea, if I may say so. Yeah. But I think the complexity cannot be underestimated. And what can also not be underestimated is the value you get out of the data if you do the correct thing out of it. And again, a brand is a promise. You want to keep your promise. Otherwise, your credibility goes down the drain. If your credibility goes down the drain, and if you're on the stock market, your stocks will go down the drain. So there's a lot of money involved. Do you have any, any view on that? Yeah, although I cannot talk specifically for uh, our clients, we do have, again, you are spot on on an, a recent example that uh, <laughs> we have uh, some clients on. So you know what happened with, lately people are focusing a bit more on Reddit for uh, this kind of, uh, of things. So yeah, and Twitter and, and other social media, right? For stocks and uh, how they are affected. So yeah, we have uh, clients that do this exact use, as you said, and we didn't see it like a year ago, but we're seeing it now in the past three or four months. Great. Would you say that there are some standard scenarios? So are there certain profiles of companies that you would say, this is the information you need to get out of the market based on the maturity level that you are in as a company? Or is each situation, each company different from the individual perspective? Okay, so our product is quite horizontal in the way that it's very easy for every company to set it up with a few keywords. So it's standard that you have to monitor your brand name and 
couple of your products. So that's just enough, usually, for the sign-up. We do have a, a free trial kind of sign-up process, so you can just try it. But usually for larger companies and enterprises, it's not just a free trial. We will talk to them and tell us their exact needs. So we can we will customize it for them. We will optimize the accounts based on their needs. So it really depends. But in general, these are the things they do. They check on their brand name and their product and their competitors. So they can see the, the share of voice every day and every month. So how are we doing? How are they doing? Maybe they release a new ad campaign and they can see how it changed, the share of voice between them and their competitors, the share of sentiment. So these are very standard for every company, I think. But if they do have an individual special request, yeah, we can uh, arrange this. How about corporate social responsibility? Does that have an impact on one's presence and how your brand is being perceived? And is that a topic that companies want to know about? Their corporate social responsibility strategy that they're approaching? Yeah, they do. So that's another thing that I see they are monitoring as well. So apart from their standard things like the brand and products, usually most companies today do have a corporate responsibility strategy, right? They monitor these things as well. It's one of the most standard things that I see they're, they're looking at, make sure they do it right. They get sentiment analysis. It's very important. And it's nice that it's being done automatically so they can see if things are going well in their corporate responsibility strategy. That's very important, right? How it's perceived by people. So yeah, the, this is another use that uh, we do see often. The reason why I'm asking is because in my opinion, corporate social responsibility, if you really live it, it can add value to your brand, number one. Secondly, if you're addressing the market, your audience, your customers, your potential customers, they will want to identify with whatever you represent. So perceptions on topics such as diversity and inclusion, sustainability, carbon footprint, reduction of waste, increase of biodiversity, eco-friendliness. Do you see that customers are really taking this seriously? And the reason why I'm asking, I have a master's in strategy and one of my theses that I was writing at the time when I did my master's was around corporate social responsibility. And at the time when I did that, it was a marketing aspect. Everyone mm -hmm. spoke about it, but then when you dig behind the curtain and try to see what's really happening, not much was happening. So nowadays, I'm assuming that has changed. Could you confirm that? Yeah, I mean, we can definitely see, everyone sees that all companies do have this kind of strategy, which was not a standard a while ago, right? Now it's a standard. And uh, I think that people do understand when something is faked. So it has to be a bit more deep and yeah, I think when a company goes for that, when a brand goes for that, it has to be 100% on it because uh, you can't just do something really small and uh, something like a firework and then forget about it. That will not work. That will probably fire back at some point. So it has to be a very long-term strategy. And yeah, I think I do see it in brands that are using Mensiolytics, especially larger enterprises definitely see the importance of that. So 
Is there a specific profile of customers that you would say you are seeking out to connect with? Do they have to have a certain maturity level, a certain size, be in certain industries? Describe a little bit what is top of your mind when you're thinking about your market. Okay, yeah. The clients can be from many industries, but usually we work better with agencies, with marketing and PR agencies. And the reason is that sometimes their clients want to have someone in between. So we provide the tool, right? Mensualytics is a tool. So usually they want someone between the company and the tool that can check on the data. And because they're doing their marketing as well, or their PR, they can evaluate more on the data and they can help them understand it better. So what we see is usually a marketing or a PR agency in between, and uh, they are using the tool, but also some people from the company are using the tool. And also for us, it's better because a marketing agency has a lot of clients. So usually when they sign up with us, they will then upgrade to more clients if they're happy with the tool, which is usually the case. That's easier for us to grow in this kind of agencies. So that's our number one target, the PR and marketing agencies, definitely. But we do have individual brands, as I said, especially the larger corporations and banks, as I said, and individuals as uh, politicians. Uh, but I cannot very much uh, point to a very specific kind of company because what we see is that our social analytics industry is growing rapidly lately and more and more companies are onboarding. So we see companies that we didn't expect before now trying this kind of tools. Do you have a specific geographical presence where you say we have a majority of customers coming out of this region of the world or you would like to expand maybe in a different region of the world? Yeah, I mean, our strategy from day zero was to go global, right? So that's, that's how we started. And we didn't want to target a specific area first. So that's what we did. Okay, some of our mentors in the beginning said that wasn't such a good idea. But anyway, we went on with it. And we set it up everything like that. So one important thing to do that is that Mentionalytics works great for every language and all countries. So that's a very important thing to be based on. So after we did that, we had many customers from the US, but that was for a while. So after that, we became more global. And so now we have a lot of customers from America and a lot of customers from Europe, throughout Europe and UK. But we also have customers from Africa and Asia as well. So it's quite global. So US, America, and Europe are the place with most of our clients right now. But it's not restrictive at all. I understand. So you are a Microsoft partner. Let's dig into a little bit the partnership that you have with Microsoft. Since when do you have this partnership ongoing? And what was the advantage that you got out of the partnership? And do you see any room for improvement? So based on your experience, is there anything that you would like to point out? Yeah, our partnership with Microsoft was instrumental for our startup, I can say, because it started early on. I mean, we started in 2016 with our first MVP on the market. But in 2017, we got to, to Microsoft for startups. So that was a great program. And I do urge every startup that can get it to, to do so. 
because uh, we were bootstrapping. So having this Azure credit, which was a great platform, it's a great platform to be on and uh, build your software as a service with credits that you wouldn't have available otherwise, especially for a bootstrapping uh, company, that can get you to be head-to-head with your competitors, which are much larger corporations. So it was very important for us to get in this Microsoft for Startups program. And uh, people from Microsoft, we talked with them and helped us with our architecture. And also later on, in 2019 and 20, we got to the Microsoft for uh, COSEL program. So we were being helped and introduced to companies, uh, to partners, to Microsoft partners, to present our solution whenever they found that something was what uh, they wanted. So because Microsoft didn't have this kind of solutions, it wasn't a, a competition, a competitor kind of thing. We weren't competing any Microsoft solutions. So when the need arise, they could pitch uh, Mensualytics uh, if the client was, was interested. And for a small startup like we were, it was not very easy to get to this kind of large clients. So that did open a lot of doors for us. And uh, some aspects of Azure, like I told you already about our sentiment analysis, right, which was very important and working with many languages. So that mm-hmm. was something that Microsoft provided through Azure, mm-hmm. right? the Microsoft Cognitive Services, which are great. And they are adding many th- new things to this uh, platform. So yeah, the client can get this kind of uh, offerings through Mensualytics for social data. So we're complementing each other in this way. Great. Great to hear that you had really good experiences, that it opened up some doors for you to, to get active in the market. So if I were Harry Potter and I had a magic wand, is there anything that you would wish that would be added to your experience with Microsoft? Anything that comes up to your mind? It's hard to tell because we had a very good experience with Microsoft and with everyone at Microsoft, to be honest. Our Cosell partner, Linda Hazumi, was, has been great. And, well, the only thing I could say is that, you know, because cognitive services that we use a lot are quite uh, costly, yeah, it would be good if we could have, uh, not us, in, in general, there were some more flexible prices on that. But it's not that it's not competitive, actually. It's just that a generic problem with cognitive uh, services. So with that... Thank you very much, Manos. It was a pleasure talking to you and thank you for your partnership. And back to you, Thomas. Thank you very much. That was super insightful. Also from my side, thank you for taking the time and walking us through your offering and how you uh, drive value for your customers. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you too. With that, I wish you a great rest of the week. Thank you very much. <laughs>